The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker. We're going our, on our second hour, and in studio we have Clint McCann, who is he, uh, the professor of biblical interpretation, evangelical professor of biblical interpretation at Eden Seminary. He has degrees from Davidson College, Union Theological Seminary, and Duke University, and uh, he is in studio to talk about the Crop Hunger Walk, and we may right. diverge on a couple other topics uh, as we kind of go through our conversation here, Clint, right. but that that's would, okay. That, that would be fine, Arnold, yes. And I always tell people that uh, when we have uh, guests in studio, we always we're sitting down like we're having a conversation in the living room. So it's it's very relaxed. Actually, we have a whole lot of good time. You don't necessarily see what happens off air, but we 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 do have fun. So uh, his research and writing actually have focus on the Psalms. And he's a noted biblical scholar, serves as the chair of Psalms section of the Society of Biblical Literature for 10 years. He frequently teaches beyond the Eden campus and has done some work as a resident minister of the New Piazza Chautauqua. New Piazza. Piazza, New Piazza Chautauqua near Elsa, Illinois. And uh, he kind of puts his money where his mouth is. He's uh, done some multicultural education, led some groups to Guatemala and Costa Rica, and is increasing his proficiency in Espanol. Si, si. Uh, de nada. Habla <laughs> Espanol, si? Uh, I would say un peu, but that's uh, French. Un poco. Un poco, there we go. Uh, mas o menos. <laughs> si. I get my languages confused. Tell us a little bit, Clint, about uh, the Crop Hunger Walk. And there's a, uh, and the reason we're talking about this is because that's coming up. Coming up soon in our community. It's, right. Matter of fact, uh, I want to give folks the date, and then we're going to talk around that. Okay. It's um, Sunday, October the 7th. There you uh, go. Sunday, October the 7th, uh, 4.30 in the afternoon on the campus of Eden Theological Seminary, which is in Webster Groves. Uh, check in uh, at 4.30, the actual walk at 5, and their uh, one-mile and a three-mile route will be laid out. Uh, depending on how far you want to walk. And then following that, uh, at 7 p.m., there's a, a musical concert that has to do with the Psalms that you had mentioned earlier. It's free, but there will be opportunities there to collect uh, canned or boxed food and also to contribute financially to Crop Church World Service. And and if you stay and walk uh, and want to stay for the concert, the Holy Crepe food truck will be on site i saw that so that can, was like that, that's isn't that appropriate for a seminary <laughs> holy crepe uh so yeah uh they they have uh, dessert crepes they have savory crepes so you can have a snack you can have a meal uh and just make a make an afternoon and evening of it so what's the um tell us a little bit about the crop hunger walk what uh, for those people who may not be aware of it what are the origins uh, of the crop hunger walk and what is what is the purpose of it well, uh, CROP is a wing of Church World Service, which is uh, an alliance of 37 Protestant and Orthodox uh, denominations or communions. Uh, Church World Service was formed in 1946 in the aftermath of World War II. 
where there were many needs, uh, especially in Europe and, and, and those uh, areas affected directly by the war. Uh, so Church World Service was formed uh, as a ministry outreach uh, uh, kind of organization, uh, uh, ecumenical cooperation involved. Uh, there, there are more denominations have come on since 1946. But anyway, crop uh, developed in 1969 was the first crop walk. It's been called the granddaddy of all the walks. Now there are tons of walks. You can find six or eight walks every weekend. But uh, crop actually had a reason for walking other than raising money. Uh, if you walk for crop, the idea is you're walking in solidarity with people around the world who every day actually have to walk in order to get food and clean water. Uh, we do raise money in the process to support Church World Services outreach uh, in, a, in addressing hunger and poverty. Um, but uh, CROP uh, is, is there. Originally, it stood for the Christian Rural Overseas Program and was designed to help farmers in the United States get their wheat and other goods to areas of the world that needed it. Uh, uh, the Church World Service no longer uses that as an acronym. It's just CROP. Um, but, but the purpose has remained the same since 1969, to raise money to support the ministry and outreach of church world service. Uh, let me let me just give you the uh, briefly the mission statement of church world service, and we can we can go from there. I think I've got it exactly memorized, but if not, this is pretty close to an exact quote. Church world service is a faith-based organization transforming communities around the globe through just and sustainable responses to hunger, poverty displacement and disaster so they help people in need in other words a, a lot of a lot of different things feeding the hungry clothing the naked healing the sick comforting Absolutely. the ages sheltering the homeless that's right mm. things that um you know we have here in our country Absolutely. But we don't really realize how well we have it here in our country until you've seen some of the situations worldwide. Well, as you know, uh, there's poverty uh, throughout the United States, including Webster Groves. Uh, a lot of folks in Webster Groves, which is generally considered, and rightfully so, a, a, a affluent community. Fourteen percent of the children in Webster Groves qualify for federal nutrition assistance in the public schools. Uh, so there's there's hunger and poverty right here among us. Uh, we're in the basement of a building, the upper part of which is uh, Webster Rock Hill Ministries, mm -hmm. which is aware of the need and uh, is uh, committed to addressing issues of impoverishment, hunger, need, and, and more. Uh, but in a sense, uh, in a real sense, uh, uh, poverty throughout the world is different than it is in the United States. One of the most profound uh, experiences of my life was walking across the International Bridge uh, from Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, into Piedras Negras, Mexico. And uh, my daughter, my two older daughters at the time were uh, teenagers. And, I mean, they were just overwhelmed to see the difference uh, uh, in crossing the Rio Grande or the Rio Bravo River. The poverty just smacked us in the face. Uh, and uh, I've, I've traveled extensively in Latin America, as, as you mentioned, Guatemala, uh, more recently in El Salvador, and even in Cuba. And the poverty uh, is just pervasive, uh, and it's, it's a way of life. Uh, 
we have poverty rates here that run what 16 to 18 to 20 percent depending on how you count them uh, but in places throughout latin america asia and africa as well the rates are 40 50 uh, percent uh, at any given time the estimate among experts is that close to 1 billion people live uh, on less than two dollars a day Wow. Uh, now, two dollars a day goes a lot further in some places than it does uh, right. in Webster Groves, of course. But still, uh, that means uh, close to fifteen to twenty percent of the world population lives with the daily reality of either hunger or uh, uh, malnutrition or food deprivation. We probably waste more than many countries. We utilize do. on a regular basis. We do. The estimates of how much food we waste in the United States are just appalling. Uh, uh, some would suggest close to 40% of the food produced in the United States is wasted uh, in homes, but also the way we police our grocery stores and restaurants and so on. Obviously, they need regulation for food safety regulation, but a lot of those regulations prohibit uh, the use of food that is still good and nutritious and could be eaten. I know a lot of the restaurants have, in our area have gathered together to, when they have food that has not been consumed, that is still, right, right. They, they take that down to like St. Patrick's right, Center or yes. another uh, agency like that. And too. that is helpful, right. And other countries, too, are, are leading. France has different regulations on food, the, the dating of it. Uh, is it really harmful when the date of sale date has been reached and so on? If so, what do you do with it? Do you have to throw it away? Uh, a lot of it is thrown away, but not necessarily. It's like trying to buy day-old bread at the day-old bread well, store, right. you know? Right. It's still good. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, they yeah. wouldn't be selling it. Exactly. No, yeah. uh, Church World Services has uh, done a lot as I've gone back and looked at this. Um, you know, there was a, a a crop hunger walk in 1969 right. in Bismarck, North Dakota, in which was kind of the start of the hunger walk. That was walks. the first one. That's right. Right. Uh, raised $25,000 to help stop hunger. Uh, York County, Pennsylvania, the first walk officially called the Crop Walk right. for the Hungry. About a year later or so in 1970, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So more than 1,000 communities uh, take place uh, or, or participate right. and, and take part in this. More than 5 million Crop Hunger Walkers have participated in more than 36,000 Crop Hunger Walks in the last two decades alone. Right. So it's not something that... Um, is you, you like you said you see a lot of walks you see a lot right. of we're doing this for this and for we're all doing kinds this. of purposes right? exactly and, and, and good purposes I yes mean. an annual event this right. this is an annual this event. this is an annual event uh it it varies the date varies from community to community but it really is uh in a in a fundamental way a, a nationwide event because crop uh, uh walks happen everywhere um and uh, even though we may have ours on October the 7th and somebody else may be October the 14th and so on, and some are in the spring. Uh, in a real sense, we're walking together for the same purpose. So that people is. can just walk to walk or they can walk and be sponsored? The idea is that when you walk, uh, you get sponsorship. It used to be sponsorship by the mile. And back when I started walking for crop in, in the uh, 19, late 1970s and early 1980s in North Carolina, which, by the way, has some of the largest crop walks in the United States. Uh, uh, you walked 10 miles, and you got a sponsor per mile. Now the idea is you just walk and, and, and try to get anybody to donate to sponsor your 
concern as well as as your walk so like many other things crop has gone to uh, online fundraising you can register for the local crop walk at at a at a at a local website that is set up by crop church world service at the national level uh, and once you're registered online you can tell other people to go to that same site click the donate button uh, type in your name and then choose an amount and put in their credit card so you raise money uh, online we still do it the old-fashioned way there's still print hard copy sponsor envelopes available from me at Eden Seminary if you want them, uh, so that you can collect cash and checks made out to CWS, Church World Service, slash crop. Uh, so the money raising uh, happens in a variety of ways, but it all goes to the same place. Okay, so I'm going to ask the, the big question, Clint. Right. Follow the money. Where does the money go? How does it how does it get utilized? Because mm-hmm. uh, some people are aware, well, you know, I don't want to go in to pay somebody's salary. I really want it to go right. to the places that really right. need uh, the assistance. Well, Crop Church World Service has the top charity-type ratings, that is low overhead, uh, the preponderance of the money going to people who actually need help, and that's the case with the local walk as well as all the crop walks. Uh, Church World Service is active in 35 countries throughout the world, uh, including uh, direct what we would call charity, direct assistance, giving people food, but more frequently, uh, development assistance. The, 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 you, know, you know the old thing about don't just give somebody a fish, but teach them to fish. Right. Well, that's the philosophy of Church World Service is development assistance. So seeds and tools uh, and starter animals uh, other organizations do this too, like Heifer International. Right, I was going to say, very similar uh, Oxfam, to Heifer. Mm-hmm. Oxfam, yeah, very similar to Heifer's philosophy and practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heifer, of course, had, and Church World Service would be on board with this too, sharing the gift uh, that is uh, developing within a community sustainable practices in agriculture, cattle raising, animal husbandry, uh, uh, tilapia ponds in some places. So they do that. Uh, They're active in Latin America, for instance. There's a program uh, administered by Church World Service in cooperation with other agencies uh, that uh, educates uh, and uh, attempts to uh, strengthen and facilitate uh, opportunities for children who have incarcerated parents. Hmm. And that's frequent throughout Latin America, and increasingly so, of course, in the United States. one of the big things that uh, Church World Service does, and CROP helps to fund this, is refugee resettlement. Uh, Church World Service is one of the nine agencies or organizations recognized by the United States government to assist in the resettlement of refugees. That's happening, uh, to my mind, uh, it's going to be happening, unfortunately, less frequently because of our immigration policies right now. Uh, but that's one of the uh, outreach directions of Church World Service. In Haiti, Uh, Since the earthquake there several years ago, uh, the focus has been on building and rebuilding houses. So it depends on the area of the world, uh, but uh, whether it's Latin America or Asia or the Caribbean, uh, there are actually some programs in Europe uh, among the, for instance, the uh, Roma people uh, uh, in Serbia uh, who struggle to survive to have stable incomes homes that that sort of thing so it's a, a varied approach uh, but essentially as you suggested a while ago it's about feeding the hungry uh, clothing those uh, helping f- 
folks find shelter, uh, clean water, uh, wells and water programs are frequent uh, in various parts of the world. So uh, is this, um, you know, when the, when the funds are received and they're administrated directly from uh, the uh, CWS, uh, right. Overseas, are they they go to another group where where they're distributed, or is does CWS have like they they reach right down and it's it's like a one on one kind of thing, so it's not yeah. like an intermediary or many no, many C- intermediary. CWS uh, has staff throughout the world, so they okay. administer their funds. They always work in cooperation with other well with government mm-hmm. governmental agencies in the various countries, but also with NGOs. Um, as I said, part of part of the as you heard it reflected in their mission statement. Part of it is uh, responses to disaster, mm-hmm. uh, and CWS, although it works internationally, also works uh, in, within the United States. So right now, uh, CWS is distributing hygiene kits, uh, cleanup buckets, blankets. Uh, to those who've been displaced by Hurricane Florence, particularly mm. in North Carolina, but parts of South Carolina uh, as well, but especially North Carolina. Uh, actually, uh, there was an email I got uh, two days ago from Mary Catherine Hines, who's a Church World Service crop staff person uh, based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, and her email had to, uh, dealt with her leaving her home during the, the uh, worst of the raining and hurricane uh, when Florence hit uh, and returning safely and so on, uh, but pointing out that folks just east of her were not able to return home yet. Wow. Some of them won't be for weeks or months wow. because the Cape Fear River and the Lumber River and the PD River and the Waccamaw River and the Noose River have just you know flooded beyond any imagining. So within the past two years, uh, Lumberton, North Carolina, for instance, has had two 2,000-year floods in the past two years wow. with Interstate 95 being closed through Lumberton. And that's crazy. And, and Church World Service does that kind of disaster assistance too. Now, that's not directly feeding the hungry or development assistance, but people who can't live in their homes and can't get to their jobs need food at that point. But there's another example, folks, uh, listening to audience, of how a group helps individuals within their own community. Right. Uh, you know, we, we hear how individuals or groups within our community help, and right. uh, we're not relying on government to do everything for us. They can't do everything for us. Yeah. You know, uh, faith-based groups have done a tremendous amount of things uh, within the local community and, right. and nationally, especially in disaster kinds of situations. Right. And and for the crop walk, uh, any, any individual crop walk, and we do that here, 25% of the funds uh up to 25% of the funds, and we that, that's our figure, stay within the local community. So designated beneficiaries in our local community include Webster Rock Hill Ministries, which is a faith-based ecumenical organization, uh, Circle of Concern, and Operation Food Search, which is one of the two large food banks, really, uh, that resource food pantries and all throughout, throughout the area. So, yeah, uh, uh, the... Funds raised stay right here uh, within Webster Groves as well as in the larger metro area. Interesting. We're talking to Dr. Clint McCann, who's uh, from Eden Seminary. He's also been specifically talking to us about the 2018 Crop Hunger Walk, which will be held at Eden Seminary on the 7th of October from 7, excuse me, from 4.30 to 7 p.m. The walk takes place at 5 o'clock. Five o'clock, and there is a concert at seven o'clock. And as he mentioned, there is a, a dinner from the Holy Crepe Food Truck, 
uh, which will be on site there from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock. There's also a concert that will take place at the Worley Chapel, uh, and it will feature a variety of professionally, nationally, and internationally known composers and performers. So this is just not a a walk event. No, it's more than a walk event. It brings together two of my passions, which... uh, uh, CWS is faith motivated, or and I too. You don't have to be faith motivated in order to be uh, a humanitarian right. in your sensibilities. But my my, my uh, humanitarian sensibilities are grounded in a faith commitment as well. So this event really brings together two of my passions: uh, feeding the hungry, uh, which is at the heart of what I understand faith to be, uh, and and the Psalms, uh, which has been my uh, academic career matter of fact uh, you've, so it's, it's more than a walk yeah yeah it's more than a walk and you've done a lot with the psalms as we kind of talked prior to you coming on air and uh, you mentioned that uh, a psalm that you're really working on right now is psalm 82 psalm 82 yeah which is uh probably you know some psalms well at least one psalm people will know by number psalm 23 20, right and maybe a couple others psalm 121 or psalm 100 or something like that depending on one's background nobody knows what psalm 82 is if you just say the number um, but as i told you uh, uh, beforehand arnold uh, psalm 82 has recently been identified by uh, a well-known new testament scholar of all things as the single most important text in the entire christian bible And what that psalm does, it tells a story. It tells a story about the God of Israel disrupting a meeting of the Canaanite gods and accusing them of malpractice. And their failure had to do, not not because they were other or different or non-Israelite, their failure was precisely the failure to attend to and provide for the poor, the weak, and the needy. Hmm. In other words, their failure was to feed people. Uh, So they are dismissed uh, and the uh, uh, the psalm closes with a prayer. Uh, you know, most psalms are prayers throughout, or many psalms are prayers from the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is only one line is a prayer. It's arise, O God, establish justice on earth. Justice meaning setting things right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all the nations belong to you. You see, that, that's a biblical perspective we often uh, miss, or the church and, and sometimes the synagogue have often, has, have often missed, that the whole world belongs to God. Right. The scope of God's concern is not just for Jews, not just for Christians, certainly not just for citizens of the United States. All the nations belong to you. That's a big job. It is. And throughout uh, the scriptures, yeah. it's mentioned about taking Absolutely. care of those who are less fortunate, Absolutely. taking care of the widow and the orphan, Absolutely. And, and treating them justly and not having right. differing measures. Well, widow and orphan are, became a kind of word pair mm-hmm. uh, to symbolize those who are the most needy mm-hmm. and the most vulnerable. Often a third uh, element was included, widow, orphan, and the older translations were alien or resident alien. The more recent translations, widow, orphan, and immigrant, Hmm. which really gives it a kind of an edge. Gives it a different uh, viewpoint. A a, a different sound, uh, particularly amid the ongoing debates on immigration policy right now uh, in the United States and in the United Nations and, and so on. So if folks want to participate, um, Clint, in the Crop Hunger Walk, what should they do? Um, Well, you can just show up on October the 7th uh, at Eden Seminary, and you can register on site. But Church World Service and Crop actually uh, encourage online registration. So you can go to www.crophungerwalk, all small letters, all run together, www.crophungerwalk.org slash St. 
Louis Moe with Saint Written Out, S-A-I-N-T-L-O-U-I-S-M-O. And you can register there. You can solicit online donations there. You can create a team for your church or business or organization there, uh, and so on. So, uh, Or you can just show up. On Sunday the 7th. Show up at Eden Seminary. At Eden Seminary. Right. Uh, and uh, the walk time is 5 o'clock, registration 4.30. Right. The distances are 1 and 3 miles. 1 and 3 miles. Or if you just want to walk around the quadrangle, we'll let you do that too. <laughs> there, there's there's food there. There'll be a concert there. Uh, great time. We encourage you to attend, folks. And right. uh, for more information, again, it's www.crophungerwalk.org. Right. And uh, you can punch in St. Louis, and you'll get right to the website. I'm on that right now, and I right. can see uh, Clint's name and everything, all the the whole things listed right here. So, right. Clint, right. thanks very much for coming right. in today. Thank you, Arnold. And appreciate talking it. about yeah. that. Glad to do that, and I appreciate your having me. Folks, don't forget, um, Crop Hunger Work Walks helps support the overall work of the Church World Service, particularly grassroots developments around the world. And uh, 25%, as Clint said, they remain in the, our own community area, so they provide food and water, resources to help empower people, meet their own needs, seeds and tools, wells and water systems, a variety of things. A great, great service. This is Arnold Stricker of Intune. You're listening to KWRHLP 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri. Stay tuned.